Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. All right, party people, welcome back to Zero Dark Nerdy, the world's most notorious culture podcast brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network and betonline.ag for all your sports betting needs. This is your boy, Brian, a.k.a. El Nino, and today I'm joined with... This is Jordan Brown, a.k.a. Doodoo Brown. Yep. As well as... Hi, Ryan Saber, Captain Cleveland. Browns! Cavs! Guardians! C-L-E! Till I die, baby. There he is. So uh, we haven't, we've been talking about this for like the last week or so. We have not done a music episode in a while. And we figured today that we would do favorite debut albums of all time. So I believe we got a list of top three to five, some honorable mentions in there, some fun facts, and be able to go from there. Knowing the three of us, I'm sure we're going to be all across the spectrum. So, uh, you know, maybe we'll just do a couple each and round robin. Of course, we want to know what some of your favorite debut albums are. So be sure to reach out to us on our social media platforms, Twitter, Twitch, Facebook, Instagram, <laughs> Pinterest, all over the place. Let us know what some of your favorite debuts are. We do have Pinterest. some merch and pin me. stickers. What's that? I said pin me. Pin them. Etsy. <laughs> Yeah, you got to tell them about your Etsy store there, Brian. <laughs> you got it. You what? Yeah, All I'm right. making I'm making fucking jewelry and lingerie. There he is. Mm. <laughs> I want to hear the name of this line, Captain Cleveland's tasty lingerie. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't think that one through. Tasty lingerie. Tasty lingerie. Yeah, baby. Straight from Cleveland. Well, speaking of Captain Cleveland, why don't we start with you there, bud? What are some of your your favorite debuts of all? Dude. I'm going to be like totally honest. This was really hard for me. So we're going to do a little preface here. I only put albums on my list that I experienced them dropping. Right. I, I, as I was going through this list or or kind of doing the research, I, you know, when an album would come up, I would think about like how it made me feel at the time. So everybody knows I'm a huge Prince fan, but you know, when Prince's debut album came out in 1977 or 78 or whatever it was, I wasn't around. You were like 14 years I was old. Gonna- <laughs> so Chris, Chris Flathers was in high school. <laughs> um, all right. So just to mix it up a little bit, because my list goes very leans very heavy towards one genre. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think uh, you guys know which yeah, genre that is. BetOnline.ag is your number one source for all your basketball info, stats, news, and scores. Get the latest odds and lines, including the latest player reports for this year's pro basketball playoffs. BetOnline is your sports information headquarters this season as we have you covered for all your sports wagering needs. Basketball, MLB, NHL hockey, right to UFC and boxing. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info, including live betting options and your favorite casino, as well as card games that you can play right from your home. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to get in on the action. Be sure to use our promo code believe that is B L E A V to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. That is, I'm actually going to talk about the last album. I was trying to think, I think this is actually the last album, the last CD that I purchased. And it's my honorable mention. 
2012, Frank Ocean, Channel Orange. Um, you know, I'm a, I'm an R&B guy. I'm a hip hop and R&B guy. I mean, I've been around for some of the best R&B singers of the last 40 years. There's a lot on that list. But when Frank Ocean came out with that album, um, you can kind of tell it was a little something different. You know what I mean? Thinking About You is a song that even today when I hear about it, I love it. There's another song on that album called Pyramids. And if you have not heard it, go listen to it. Uh, it's kind of like a strip club anthem. Um, it's really, really good. So that's my honorable mention. That was the last one. Now, there's two albums that you probably think are on my list that aren't. And I'm actually going to... Maybe not necessarily they're, say they're overrated, but I'm going to say that they were overshadowed. All right. Now, no particular order. The number, you know, the first one I'm going to talk about is Dr. Dre's The Chronic. Dr. Dre's The Chronic is the first CD I ever owned. I was in fifth grade, came out in 1992. And you purchased it. You went. To My mother party. purchased it for me. She didn't know at the oh, time that there was a pot leaf on it. And let's hope that mom <laughs> isn't listening them. to this. She you know, had the album. <laughs> yeah. um, shout out Mom Dukes. Um, what I would say is, you know, at, at 10 years old, right? Like any, everything that kind of came before that, up until that point, I was listening to like MC Hammer oh. and Vanilla Ice. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like this was obviously very, very different. And, you know, Dr. Dre created that whole G-Funk sound. And I'm going to be honest. For a long time, let's call it five, six, seven years, the West Coast, because Dr. Dre in that Chronic album was so important to me, and it was kind of my my entrance into real hip hop, it overshadowed some of the East Coast launches at the time. See what you're saying. You, you know what I mean? And, and, and you got to think about it. Once Dre put the Chronic out, the next year, Snoop came out, right? And then they had the whole Tupac coming to death row thing. Like that West Coast, not to mention my best friend growing up, Ben Spees. Shout out to Ben. Love you, buddy. But like this dude was listening to like Too Short, to Spice One. Like my whole group of friends were very impacted by that West Coast sound. So I became very West Coast centric. So some of those East Coast albums at the time, they don't show up on my list. OK, sure. and, and I think it's important to to highlight that next one on the list. This one came out turn of the century and it was a, a brand new sound from a brand new place. Uh, it's called Lord Willen by a group by a little group called The Clips, who had a producer named Pharrell that at the time nobody really knew who Pharrell was. Uh, when the last time you heard it like this grinding mm -hmm. that whole thing that whole like skateboard uh virginia beach sound and there's a song on that album called comedy central that if you have not listened to it go out and listen to it that album was um it it, it just changed it changed me uh because the sound was so different it was so great another album number number three on my list no particular order just the third okay all right next album um Damn. this dude was different in a way that he was so fucking grimy and gutter and street 
There was nobody like him really before. There really hasn't been anybody like him since. And it was an album called It's Dark and Hell is Hot by a rapper named Earl Simmons. And everybody else knows him as as DMX. Um, You know, when that I'm getting goosebumps right now, just talking about it. He opened that album with a prayer. And at that time, you had never heard that before. Like, this is a dude that, you know, he's barking and growling and he's praying. And then he's got this, the Rough Riders anthem. How's it going down? I can feel it is a, is a deep cut off that. That's a, it's a, it's got the Phil Collins beat. I can feel it in the Awesome. But the song. Yeah. 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 Look, I can't, I can't do it. But last but not least. If I had to pick a number one, I was, I think, a freshman in college, maybe a sophomore in college. And uh, there was this guy that everybody had heard about. Right. Like it was sort of this underground rapper that had gotten shot and sort of had this Tupac aura. Uh, You had heard that he signed with Shady Aftermath. And, you know, at the time, it's like, all right, what what's this dude? What's he got coming? And. You know, the start of that album is the sound of a quarter dropping on a desk and spinning. And then they go right into the song, um, What Up Gangsta? And it's Get Rich or Die Trying by 50 Cent. Again, I'm getting goosebumps because it's taking me back to a time and a place in my life. That album was fucking bangers from beginning to end. So you get the change. Then you get what up gangster. Then you get patiently waiting where he brings Eminem out right away. Boom. Then you had in the club, which at that time was the, was the big sort of First of all, radio hit everywhere that you went. That's still the big radio yeah. hit. Yeah. Today. Yeah. And then don't push me um, is another one. That's kind of a deep cut later on, but you know, that's the list, man. The chronic Lord by Dr. Dre, Lord willing by the clips it's dark and hell is hot by dmx and 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 uh get richard die trying by 50 cent love that it. is the list love it love, love it. it good list good list right there i think, I think the only surprise scream six on digital now Ghostface is back and more terrifying than ever on a rampage in the big apple melissa barrera jenna ortega and courtney cox star in the sensational slasher hit scream six directed by matt bitanelli and Tyler Gillette. Get over an hour of killer bonus content when you buy on digital. Available at participating retailers, rated R. Surprise, and not too much of a surprise, is probably Clips. But I think that's a great choice. Great debut album. Like you said, production from Pharrell. Grinding is still one of my at least top five favorite hip-hop. There just wasn't a sound like that at the time. You know what I mean? And that's, you know, if you think about kind of my list, Mm -hmm. right, it was something different at the time, Mm -hmm. right? The G-Funk thing was different. DMX was way fucking different from anything else you were hearing. The clips. And then 50, you know, 50 just had this whole, like, like I said, this whole fucking aura around him. Like, he was this, like, this fictional fucking hero that had this like Tupac thing going where he could, you know, you know, bounce back from getting shot. Like, I don't know, man, it's just all those albums. um, Man, I love it. Good shit. Good shit. Jordan Brown. What the hell going on over here? Well, I'm going to tell y'all King no notes over here is really struggling (laughs) with this. 
Exactly. I use my phone this time. If it makes you feel any better. It kind of, I mean, it kind of does. I'm using mine as well. Mm-hmm. So um, you got notes. Mm. <laughs> I've got fine notes. I've got random ideas that I'm going to bookmark at. Those are yes, notes, baby. I've got, I've got, I've got Hey, I've got baby steps. Baby steps. <laughs> well, look, well, look. I'm, I, I also figured we would be bouncing back and forth, and each person would not have to go after Saba, who is always the best speaker in the group, <laughs> So, um, and has the prettiest shirt on. Um, so you, you know, want me to go? I mean, no, nah, not really. Um, because <laughs> then I'll have to go after the both of you. <laughs> my, my list is not gonna like. There's gonna be a dip. Well, if I'm you want to do one, then I'll do one. I'm the valet. Okay. Well, you yeah. you're probably gonna uh, bite off of my music more than save me. <laughs> bite off of your what? Bite off, bite <laughs> off, you're gonna bite shit. my music off. Okay. So I've got um, get Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves on digital today. Chris Pine and Michelle Rodriguez star in this hilarious and action-packed adventure where a band of unlikely heroes must undertake an epic heist to retrieve a lost relic. Buy or rent Dungeons & Dragons Honor Among Thieves on digital today. Rated PG-13 from Paramount Pictures. My my runner-up, honorable mention, Mm -hmm. let's say, is um, a little, very small German band named uh rammstein mm. and their debut album which many 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 bands have have uh, redone that actually i'm but um yeah, there, there were a couple of other ones on there but um you know when i think of rammstein their mm. next album Mutter, was a 10 out of 10 out of 10 mm-hmm and mm-hmm. this one, ha- of course, had Duhast on it, which mine. So I'd have to say, okay, so that was a, that was my runner-up. Mm-hmm. I would honestly, completely switching gears here, have to say, <laughs> a um, debut album that really fucking just factory resetted me was. Um, see, did you uh, factory? Reset? Here's the problem. <laughs> it literally <laughs> happened. <laughs> here's the. Doom, 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 doom. Um, Billie Eilish's "Don't Smile at Me." Mm. Factor because this is this is uh, in 2017. Back, you know, I was religiously only listening to metal music. Mm-hmm. So when this, when my brother sent me a, um, just sent me the song in a text message. It was um, Copycat. He sent me the song Copycat in a text message. He was like, "Hey, you might like this. It's really different and not what you listen to at all." Shout out Skylar Brown, my brother Skylar. Um, he sent that to me. I remember exactly where it was. I was standing in my kitchen when my, uh, one of my ex-girlfriends was just sitting, like standing right beside me. And I sat there and put my earphones in and just listened to the entire song. Just like, what the fuck did I just listen to? Downloaded the whole album, listened to it right there in my kitchen. I'm sure my girlfriend was probably bitching at me or talking or something. You know how they go. But <laughs> <laughs> women be shopping. <laughs> no, um, they're great. All of them, every single one. It was amazing. Every single song off that album was just so different, so beautiful. Her, 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 and her brother Phineas, or whatever the fuck his name is, were just that's his name, Phineas. Okay, but let's see. There's that fantastic album in 2017. I have two more. Um, System of Down, nice. Their first self-titled, their first album, self-titled album. System of a Down, which not a lot of people heard because it got overshadowed, mm-hmm. or they they rose to insane fame when um, Toxicity came out mm-hmm. and pff, blew the fucking. I mean, that's how I heard about them. Yeah, Chop yeah. Suey. 
I heard about them because they opened up for Limp Biscuit, and that's what overshadowed them when the first album came out was Speaking more of the new of, metal. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of Limp Biscuit, their first album was not that great. Three Dollar Bill, y'all. That was not that good. No. But whoo, their next out, their oh, next yeah. out, their next two. We're albums. not talking about second album. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. Okay. So so then I I would have to say I have a tie for the the the. The two, my top number one, my number one is two separate albums, but uh, one is Audio Slave, their self-titled album, Audio Slave, from start to finish, one of the best rock albums of all time. Do not come at me with that. Um, and also, <clears throat> I think it's very, very hard to not mention Linkin Park Hybrid Theory. Oh, good choice. Because um, the troubles they had to go through to make that album, mm -hmm. get the uh, get the um, the characters in play, um, it was it was some executive that like said he wasn't going to join or he wasn't going to take the take the job role if this band wouldn't get signed because no one wanted to sign at the time. Their name was uh, Hybrid Theory, right? So they had to. And it was before Chester joined the band too, right? Mm -hmm. So then after after they got signed, they put Chester on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Blew the fuck up. Very good. Very good. Very good. All right, B Hearn, what you oh, got? All right. Brother. Good. 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 Thank you. Thank you for thank you for that. I, I feel like I deserved a little hip hop air horn. There you go. So I'll start with my honorable mentions, and I don't want to go down this list because like Saba said, it was tough for me. I, I so like my kind of process is an album that I wore out. Like start to finish, just absolutely loved it. Uh, the majority of these, I was there in the moment when they dropped, at least remember hearing the first single on MTV, that kind of thing. So that was where I was gauging my top five. Like I wore the album out. It's practically flawless beginning to end. And then just kind of bringing back the memory. So honorable mentions, uh, there's three that really almost made the list. First one, taking back Sunday, tell all your friends. Goodness. I know. I just all had right. to go there. It's just, I dig that. it's, it's, uh, it's one of my favorite emo albums of all time. I think there's maybe one song on there that I just am not a fan of. And I can just, you can just put it on. If you're going through a, a breakup, this is the ultimate CD right here. I mean like most emo CDs. All right. But, uh, it's just a, a fantastic album. Uh, next one, NWA, straight out of Compton, honorable mention. It's just, you know, the epitome of, of gangster rap, of hardcore hip hop of, uh, you know, L.A. and Compton. So and then um, this one, it was super, super close. Biggie, ready to die. Uh, it was just, I mean, to this day, you know what I mean? There's no one has a flow like Biggie. It's incredibly unique. When you hear it, you know exactly what it is. Very easy to rap along to. Uh, you know, the videos were fantastic. Just the cameo appearances. I mean, the flavor in your remix, when we, when we have our remix, when we did our remix episode, still one of the uh, best all-time remixes of all time. Brooklyn's finest. That's right. But for Stye. So no particular order. I guess let me start. I'll go, I'll go with oldest to, to newest. Do and it how you uh, feel, man. Do it how you yeah, feel. Yeah, I'm going to do it all I want. So Beastie Boys, Ill uh, License to Ill, yes. November 15th, 1986, uh, went diamond eventually. You know, you got three Jewish kids from Brooklyn rapping with, with Rick Rubin out of, uh, you know, at the time Def Jam was a little dorm room out in NYU between Rick Rubin and uh, Russell Simmons. And, it, you know, it's just a great party album. I mean, it's not one of their personal favorites of all time, and they definitely diverted 
significantly since then. But I mean, with hits like Brass Monkey, Paul Revere, No Sleep Till Brooklyn, and honestly, track number one, a lot of these albums, track number one helped influence me a lot. Uh, Rhyming and Stealing uh, used a great sample. It's a, it's, it's a great album. So Beastie Boys, License to Ill, 1986. My next one, both of these came out in 92. I'm going to go Rage Against the Machine, Rage Against the Machine. Just a completely different sound from what we were used to at the time. Political, obviously, trying to get everything in the forefront that we did not ever learn in, uh, in history class. You know, and I mean, I just remember seeing the video for Freedom the first time ever. And I mean, it still gives me chills to this day listening to that album. I mean, you got Bomb Track, you got Freedom, Killing in the Name of, mm. Bullet to Your Head. Fucking set. Yeah. Man. I mean, we had the pleasure of seeing them last fuck, year. You could run through a fucking wall listening to that album. <laughs> not even, not stopping even a little bit. Exactly. I mean, from Zach's vocals to uh, Tom Morello's. I mean, guitar playing just out of this world. I mean, I remember hearing stories when they first did Lollapalooza that he was pretty much putting on a clinic to other guitar players, like yep. them trying to figure out how, how they got how he got the sound. Like Saba, Dr. Dre, The Chronic, 92, December 15th. I mean, this was, I think it was my first year of middle school. And if you did not have this cassette, like, you weren't shit. You, <laughs> that is a very old-fashioned sentence that you just made there. <laughs> hey, that's, how, that's how old we are, bitch. Yeah. Hey, listen, hold on now. My first album was Red Hot, or tape, cassette, was Red Hot Chili Peppers. <laughs> there you go. Wait, which album? Californication. Okay, okay. It's still a long time. I mean, what? They, they had like, it came out when I was in college or something. Like, yeah, I know. I <laughs> You're old, buddy. <laughs> you're not that much old. You're not that much younger than me. Hey, man, if that helps you go to sleep at night. But yeah, the Chronic. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a masterpiece. There's no other way to say it. Dre's production, leaving NWA and Ruthless Records because of the financial disputes and Easy E and company trying to milk them. But to me, it's more the obviously the guest appearances on there. Uh, I think RBX is the unsung hero of that entire album. Between Stranded on Death Row to um, High Powered, I think he's probably, him and Snoop are, are up there for me as far as appearances on The Chronic. Mm -hmm. uh, Corrupt, Lady of Rage, Daz, the appearances just go on and on. And it's, uh, it's just, it, it's, it's a, it's a hip hop masterpiece and literally took the light away from New York hip hop and then just shined it directly on LA. So a lot of the groups that Sabe was mentioning then you throw in your like MC8s and Above the Law and E40s. Then they started to shine a little bit more because of that light. That you're, you're absolutely right, dude. Yeah, I mean, I, MC8, E40, those are two that I forgot. I mean, yep. and also you had movies at the time like Boys in the Hood, South Central, um, Menace to Society. That man. that just you know, if you were born in the early to mid eighties and you were in that period of your life, like middle school in the, in the early to mid nineties slash high school, like you didn't have a choice, but to gravitate towards that whole West coast thing. Yeah. Yep. It's, it's true. And I mean, it, it shined a light on a lot of great groups out there, especially like I remember iced tea, uh, you know, there was a lot that weren't getting any love or recognition until this album came out. And it just it was monumental for for West Coast rap. And I mean, look at the the future generations. Right. Well, you get the game. You got Kendrick Lamar coming out of Compton, uh, I believe Schoolboy Q on top of that, too. So, you know, just the effect that this 
album has had to West Coast hip hop. And then, of course, I mean, Snoop Dogg, the Dog Pound, Lady of Rage, you know, you can go on and on with that Death Row uh, lineup, in particular Tupac coming over. This group, this group, this album helped bring a little bit of that shine back to New York. Got to go with uh, Enter the Wu-Tang, 36 Chambers, one of my favorite albums of all time. Yeah. Yeah. If, I mean, if, if you know, Desert Island, these are the five albums I want to have. Actually, no, I, I'm not even done yet. So I, actually, I, I skipped one. But yeah, Enter the Wu-Tang still I got, I got nine more. <laughs> uh, how much time I'm we still got? still on my honorable mentions, motherfucker. <laughs> so yeah, 93 is when it came out. Uh, one of the first acts signed to the new Loud Records, entirely produced by the RZA. You got nine, uh, nine guys from Shaolin, a.k.a. Staten Island out there, just grimy. They don't give a shit. They dropped a single that didn't even have a hook on it with Protect Your Neck and really just changed the game for, for hip-hop. Again, it started bringing more of the spotlight back to New York. Uh, around that same time, you got Elmatic coming out, of course, Biggie coming out. Then you have the solo albums that followed. Met the Man to Cal, Old Dirty Bastard Returns to, to the 36 Chambers. Jizza, uh, Liquid Swords. I mean, the properties that were produced after this are just as magnificent as this album. Some hits, Cream, of course, uh, M-E-T-H-O-D, Man, as I mentioned, Protecting Neck, The Mystery of Shadow Boxing. The, the list truly goes on and on. So go ahead, Saber. Well, what I was going to say is, you know, that's kind of what I was alluding to. Mm-hmm. Um, some albums at the time. Yeah. Uh, Biggie. Um, what the fuck? My, my brain's not working. Um, what was Biggie's album? Uh, Ready to Die. Mm-hmm. Ready to Die, Wu-Tang. Jay-Z, Reasonable Doubt, even all the way in 96, Nas Ilmatic. I mean, Nas Ilmatic was one of the, like, like the, the production crew that he had on that with Pete Rock, uh, DJ Premier, Large the list goes on and on, Large Professor. There's other, like, all of that. My, now, since then, since I've kind of grown up is probably not the right word, but... <laughs> gotten a little bit older i had gone back and started listening to it now i can appreciate you know the jay-z's and the biggies and the Nas's and and, and wu-tang you know but at the time man that's how big of a hold and and how much influence the chronic had on me that i didn't even realize the greatness or even appreciate those albums you know at the time so yeah Good point. And then you said you had one. At- oh yeah, I, I, I forget you. You said something in that tirade that of yours. Now, that's not the right word. <laughs> <laughs> and you're very. Bitch it's very <laughs> it was very eloquent what you what you've been saying. Everything well, I've been listening to. You. No, um, I don't know how I forgot to mm-hmm. the um debut al- album of the Gorillas. Oh, is one wow. of the best. Yes, I had Clint Eastwood on it, right? Eastwood, nineteen two thousand. You yep. talk about like something fucking completely different like Completely. I'm I'm 41 years old I still am not really sure what the gorillas are like <laughs> there's, there's there's no genre that they fit into there's and at the same time there's every genre that they fit mm-hmm. into it's it's absolutely different the 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 computer animation um the cartoons that uh, the Danny automator came up with for yep. the per each personality of each member yep blue like I mean like you saw the first uh the you saw Clint Eastwood, mm-hmm. when that when that uh, music video came on, you sat and watched it every fucking time. Yes. Oh yeah. And then you find out, you come to find out that oh, this is what they're doing. They're they're making these guys. This is the band that I'm. Uh, these guys are the band. Yeah. And girl, they're the band. Yeah. And it's just, I mean, they just came out with a new album, Cracker Island. 
got Pat Benatar on it. Oh, this guy is amazing. Which, um, yeah, it's that's fucking awesome. Yeah. But yes, the, um, the gorillas. Good, very good, influential. Good, good morning. Dan the Automator, to me, one of the most underrated and underappreciated producers <laughs> in the game. So uh, be sure to check out. We did an album on favorite producers a few years back. Be sure to check that out. I give a big shout out to Dan the Automator on there. Did you have one more? Yeah, one more. Um, I'm so, I'm, I'm, he said DJ Premier. I'm very surprised you hadn't had uh, your boys on there. I know. RTJ1. I know. But, you know, like I said, it's it's one of those, like, I don't Fair. love every song on RTJ1. That's a thing. That's very true. There's probably like three or four bangers on there, and then the rest are, as much gotcha. as I love RTJ. Gotcha, gotcha. So I was going more for... You know, to me, to quality, you, bangers, got you, got not how just I like, felt at the time. Not just like influential. Yeah, because, I mean, by the time I got to RT, RTJ1, I believe like two just dropped, three was getting ready to come gotcha. out. So I didn't really, so you were on I the wasn't back on end. that train. I was on the back end. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, yeah. One of my favorite rock albums of all time came out in 94, the Blue Album by Weezer. It was it was for, for all of us rock fans, but also for all of us nerds, too. <laughs> You know, yeah, it was just, he's a nerd. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he is, he's rivers is, is a big, big nerd, but from start to finish, my name is Jonas just hits you right in the teeth from the start of the album. Then you get some more of their singles in there, buddy, Holly say it ain't so the sweater song, but you know, to me, some of the other cuts like holiday and surf wax America, I mean, it's, it's a damn near perfect album. I mean, I can't think of one song on that album that I do not like or would skip. So that is uh, that is my my list right there. So I'm glad. All right, party goers. Something new that we're going to be doing this season for the podcast is when we see you out in public for these amazing events, like we just got done wrapping up doing free comic book day with our good friends over at Sailfish Comics. So as we got to meet some of our amazing fans out there, one of the prizes that they got is being able to give a shout out on podcast episodes. So for this one, we want to give a big thank you to Daisy. And Daisy is giving a shout out to Anna for her award in movie production, Kylie for her student of the year award, Mariah for getting into the surgical tech program at RCC, and last but not least, Flip for being the first in his family to graduate from college. So again, big thank you to all our fans out there, especially Daisy. It's always great to be able to acknowledge Everyone that's been a part of this journey, whether if you've been with us since day one, five years ago, or you're just now finding out about Zero Dark Nerdy. So again, big shout out to Daisy and all her friends out there. And congratulations on all your accomplishments. And if there's anything that Zero Dark Nerdy can do to help with your future, just ambitions, goals, whatever, please feel free to reach out. And we're going to keep this episode going. Thank you so much. Oh, I'm glad that you said something a minute ago, Sabo, because I wanted to ask you guys, speaking of getting older you appreciate bands that you maybe did not appreciate growing up. I got one. Okay. Right off. Go ahead. Go ahead. And I appreciated them a little bit, Uh huh. but now every single time any one of their songs comes on, Uh huh. cake. Per- great. Yep. Yep. Kissed. Excellent. I, I don't even know what their first album was, but God damn uh, it. Fashion Nugget. Fashion mm-hmm. fucking Nugget. <laughs> was, was Frank Sinatra on that album? Yes. Fuck. Me sideways, <laughs> left, right, up, down, all around my anal cavity. Yeah, that album. It's so good. And, and since you know, having having um, matured my my ear, uh-huh. um, going back and listening to these very simple, mm-hmm. very simple songs, mm-hmm. mm, I appreciate them a lot more. 
Excellent. Excellent. Hmm. Say, but what's, what's one group or artist or band that you weren't really feeling when you were younger that you're like, you know what? They, they ain't that bad. I got two. Um, the Foo Fighters, I think, is one that cool. at the time when it was happening, I, I didn't appreciate how fucking amazing Dave Grohl is. Yeah. Um, you know, he had everything he does. Very similar to Prince in the way that he can kind of just pick up an instrument and he's world class at it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I appreciate things like that. Uh, and another one that's kind of weird, and I've just kind of really started to get into them lately because I watched, I was traveling, I don't know, maybe two years ago, and I watched a, a Brian Wilson documentary mm-hmm. on the airplane, and I didn't realize that like the Beach Boys like didn't know how to surf and like <laughs> like it was all just like yeah like and so I started to go back and listen to their fucking music and like dude there's some genius stuff in that music if you go back and listen to even just their hits um yeah I I, I would say those are the two right now I mean look it, it could we did if we did this again in two years it could be you right. know something completely different but I would say right now the two bands that I would say um that I've started to listen to a lot more and appreciate a lot more are the Foo Fighters and the Beach Boys like it like what it. about you dog so there's one that comes to the top of my head I listen to uh Rock 92 in the mornings and then you know occasionally when I go out to lunch it's still on and but by then <laughs> it's not you know because I didn't change it why obviously why not just say you listen to <laughs> Rock 92 yeah yeah and unfortunately it's still on so anyways <laughs> by then two guys named Chris is over then they're you know they're playing music and uh you know I like it because it's not the same 10 songs that you hear on every other radio station right and I I can I did not like this band at all, and they've definitely grown on me. I want I want to say Rush, to be honest with you. Okay, it, it's one of those things to where I think the singer's voice with you know it can be very off putting, and especially when you're a kid and you're just like you know my parents, my, oh. my dad didn't listen oh, to Rush. It's because he hangs out at fucking Brass Taps. <laughs> he hangs out at Brass Taps and fucking Suds and Duds. That's why. Oh, stop it. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I've grown more of an appreciation. Am I going to go out and get all of their like greatest hits and all that stuff? No. But if it's on, I'm not as likely to change the station as I would have a few years I ago. I always loved Rush. So. <laughs> no, he can't. Uh, hey, hang on for a second, fellas. As always, be sure to check out Believe, the Believe Podcast Network. That is B-L-E-A-V.com. BetOnline.ag for all your sports betting needs. Big shout outs to our friends over at Zibster. That is Z-I-B-S-T-E-R, responsible for our incredible website. Newsletters back in effect. Monthly newsletter. Be on the lookout for that. You can sign up for it on our website, popculturepodcast.com. Okay. For I have everyone with Zero Dark Nerdy. Peace. 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 And anger management? Fuck anger management. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.